Yeah. This is the most lesbian start to a podcast ever. It's just like talking about, about biceps, biceps and triceps. <laughs> what about your triceps? My triceps are bigger than your triceps. <laughs> we haven't gone that far yet. Welcome to the Lesbian Supper Club podcast. Sorry, I didn't even introduce it, but we are sat here with Florence. Do you like to go by Florence or Flo? Either or is fine. Okay. <laughs> Florence, beautiful Florence, has joined us in the Levi's studio and we just want to sit down and speak to a very seasoned lesbian pansexual we don't know we're gonna ask <laughs> and find out <laughs> about her life and the kind of interesting journey that she's been on as well so if you want to introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are thank you so much thank you for having me thank you um yes yeah, so i'm florence or flo i grew up in devon wow. i spent some time in london and now i spend my time between yeah Ibiza and the world. I'm doing a couple of things at the moment. I've been on like quite a transitional inner journey, I guess, for for a few years now. Um, so I do some modeling. Mm-hmm. I've been doing Love that for that. the past like four four years. Um, but I kind of put it uh, this way, you know, when I'm modeling, I'm a model. When yeah. I step out of being a model, I'm flow, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do some consulting. I worked in marketing and brand uh, work and relationships and talent for a long time and honed in on like female and LGBT plus relationships that I would Mm -hmm. hold for the brand. Um, So now my consulting is mainly based around kind of like more queer subjects, which meant that I like went into my old school last year and did some consulting for them. Amazing. Um, Did they get you to stand up in front of a bunch of kids? No, they oh. tried to. They tried to. Be like, this like, is a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> this is what a lesbian looks like. No, so, you know, actually it was amazing. You know, when I was at school, there was uh, not really anybody mm-hmm. that was that was out. Um, a few people who were obviously, you know, queer and um, would get very bullied. Mm. So, you know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of us that were in the closet that didn't feel very safe. But now I went back and there's like, you know, everybody across the lgbt bracket across the all years and it was really mm. beautiful so wow. mm-hmm. yeah so when i can when i'm a consultant when i consult and i work across like some events as well and i'm actually running my first event which is a retreat in ibiza post fashion week oh. for people in the industry to come and ground and rebound after the the kind of exhausting month mm-hmm. that is fashion month mm-hmm. and i'm going to see where that takes me you know i'm kind of like very much so open to seeing what the world presents me at this time yeah. and just trying to take the pressure off which doesn't always happen mm. but yeah so yeah a few things and hopefully ever evolving into <laughs> to, any opportunities to that you myself, think yeah that I, I mean be. that's that's a very impressive overview to be fair it's um, a good resume yeah, you've got there <laughs> this is like linkedin for lesbians yes so I, the the whole kind of going back to the school thing as well that, i mean is this mm-hmm. in london the school that you went to in london or is this in devon no this is in devon wow. so i went to like a really a large state school down in devon mm-hmm. called tavistock college and it has about two thousand pupils yeah, in know it. it well do yeah because i'm from somerset you so like taunton area okay when's the west country accent gonna pop out well you know i'm s- <laughs> i really wish i had a devonshire accent. get on you know <laughs> get on willie lover yeah no my parents were not from devon so but yeah it was a it was a huge huge school um was kind of in ofsted special measures whilst nice. i was there Very nice wasn't doing great um were you out at school no no no, no, no. Wise choice, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a self-protection, but, mm-hmm. v- you know, very interestingly enough, I was really good friends with a girl a couple of years above me. And um, I would just, like, sit with her on my lunch breaks. We played rugby together. And, like, there was, like, a evidently a connection there. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit with her and her mates, like, a couple of years above me. And, I don't know, we leave school. Five years after leaving school, it's, like, somehow bump into her or somebody's tells me oh you know so and so yeah yeah they're gay now and i was like uh, uh, so like sense. my you know i was something subconsciously was putting me in places where i was protected or yeah. where i felt seen in a way where i couldn't see myself mm-hmm. you know so um but yeah i went back essentially my, the the head headmaster at, at tavistock college was my old PE teacher and my old rugby coach and oh, wow. he's yeah he's now a headmaster of the school and he said that they have had lots of feedback that um, there's not enough 
safety for the queer students mm-hmm. and um, that they're building a gender neutral changing rooms That's really wow. good, so that there's a better access to sport and kind of part of that will also yep. be like a bit of a safe space. Oh, that's amazing. So they asked me to come in and consult on that and essentially be the bridge between the students and the teachers mm-hmm. to really just like help the students feel seen and heard and kind of extract the things that they want from yeah. it. Also mm-hmm. just let them like vent. Yeah, they probably you know, feel a lot safer coming to you. Someone's not directly involved and it's not that kind of high position of power. Exactly, yeah. you know, but they do great. Like they, they've been doing such good work, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need that little bit more of a yes. bridge. Um, so I did like a six week um, like facilitation workshop where I think I hosted three of the sessions, just myself, one in person and the rest online. And then... The other three, I brought in other members of the community cool. and like my friends to take sessions in their areas of expertise. Yeah. So we went from, yeah, really like just like air all your grievances, like mm-hmm. let's get it out, let's purge. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you hate about the school? What are they doing good? Well, yeah. You know, I just wanted to get that out so that we could then move on and we made a space for them to feel vulnerable. Then we made a space that they could understand, like, what does it mean to build a safe space? How do you make inclusive space, not exclusive? You know, like asking these questions, we spoke about programming and building a legacy. And then we spoke about like design, you know, how Mm -hmm. do you want it to look and feel? And then we also ended it on kind of trying to create some guidelines of, Mm. um, yeah, like what are the guidelines to being in this space? Who's welcome? How are they welcome? You know? Yeah. So it was really interesting because I haven't spoken to queer kids that young before. And, you know, it's, yeah, it was interesting (laughs) in a lot of ways. I don't want to label things. They've evolved, but, you know, with, with that, you know, there's a lot of, um, sensitivities there's yeah. a lot of sensitivities yeah. there's a lot of victim mindset there's a lot of we've got it the hardest and right. i was you know there's also a reality check that i wanted to come and bring in and be like guys yeah i was here 10 years ago yeah. and i didn't yeah. i wasn't even out yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't know? be yeah, yeah. i like I didn't, like i've still I, got my wedgie i didn't <laughs> i i didn't uh, you know but equally you know there's we always want more you know we always yes. want to keep yeah. Uh, yeah. expanding so i understood you know that's where i try and get them to connect to and remember mm-hmm. like this is from a place of like love not mm-hmm. hate and anger mm-hmm. you know like we we want to keep moving forward and we want to keep progressing but let's be partners with the school yes like, not you can't them. create yeah. change by like creating hate at the end of the day mm, I agree. and that's the thing like I, I think it's really you know you say that about them saying well we've got it hard that's not to say that they're not struggling but you, you always and this is this is prevalent to all of us that like you always have to look back and see how far as a community like we have oh come God, yeah. you know and which is ri- particularly and i'm talking predominantly within the uk because mm. i know that a lot of places are going backwards mm. sadly now and i think and so are and, we, and so are we actually you yeah. know we're talking about trans rights for, exa- mm-hmm. for example um but it's still really important that in a lot of ways i think particularly on, on the ground Mm. we're walking around freer than ever i think if we take the political stance out of it actually yep. as a community we are really strong mm-hmm. and honestly so poignant. it sometimes it becomes white noise as mm. well to people when when there is a lot of like badgering on the side of mm. being like look you know i am the victim here and mm. all this kind of stuff. people who are trying to listen to it turn off mm. yeah and and I think being able to actually have someone who is queer that listens to that and says, no, no, let me put you back in, like, back in your lane <laughs> a, a little bit. bit a little yeah. bit, because it's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily want that from, like, a hetero person. No. You know? and because and you'd be like, you don't get it. Yeah, like, you know. Dude, I yeah. fucking get it. You immediately put that barrier back yes. in yeah. and you stay where you are. And that was also something that I really tried to instill with them, which is, like, we can't control other people, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, we can only control ourselves and you can only control your reactions and responses. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's Mm -hmm. not nice being called names, you know, Mm -hmm. or experiencing physical violence or things, you know, any of the strands of homophobia that we can experience but you're the you're in control of your reactions and yeah. your emotions. And now that you've got this safe space, you've got a place to go yeah. and mm-hmm. express them to get them out because it's important to get them out. I'm not saying you have to be like a monk and just let it wash over you, but you can go, you can release, mm-hmm. and then you can come back yeah. As, yeah. as the person that you truthfully are yes. and be patient and kind and loving mm-hmm. in your response, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it, there's a level of remembering, and that was a very interesting fact about 
where I grew up. It's the most like intergenerational like place in in the UK. And what I mean by that is like it's where family generations have stayed together yes, yes. for the longest. So you've yeah. got six, seven, eight, nine, ten generations mm -hmm. of families who have stayed in Devon, mm -hmm. which obviously means that, that you've got ten generations yeah. worth of opinions yeah. and ideas yeah. of what, you know, X, Y, and Z, including mm -hmm. the queer community yeah. is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you also have to, there's also that level of compassion of being like, okay, well, you know, this guy over here who's calling me X, Y, and Z, he's only calling it because his parents are calling me. Yeah. His parents, parents are calling me. You know? My nan yeah. is exactly the same. Yeah. Like, hasn't got an ounce of hate in her soul. Like, yeah. honestly, would do no. yeah, yeah, anything, anything for anyone. But some of the shit she <laughs> comes out, and I'm like, Nan. But it's just that need, because as you say, it's it's a generational thing. Mm -hmm. It's just been instilled. And she's like, like I don't know, she'll say like a slur, and she'll be like, I'll be like, Nan, like, you can't say that about mm -hmm. a gay person. Well, they are. Yeah. And I'm like, Nan. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's also about not being like, you can't say that. It's, yeah. it's about saying, why do you say that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, or Where's do you realise that, that why that's from? not, you know, an appropriate For sure. label? Yeah, totally. Blah, blah, blah. And she, she's really good. Like, she will listen. She does it's listen, not yeah. coming from a place of being like, oh, I'm disgusted or disgraced and I'm saying mm. it to be hurtful. Mm. That was just a name. Yeah. That and the, 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 older you, the older they get, the harder it is to oh, change. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I know that with my family and, you know, you, your patience has to, to increase with that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's, there's that, you know level of compassion that I've been really trying to teach amongst students mm -hmm. as well as well as yeah. the teachers you know I'm yeah. not I'm not here being one-sided and saying you know students need to take on more it was the teachers as well and what was great about this project I, I was thinking oh yeah now I'm gonna have this thing at school where I get to go back every six months and take these sessions and it's like the school have like taken They've everything on board it, yeah. They've now created a network in the local so community amongst like other schools where they're now talking about the process that they had to build this uh, changing rooms and this safe space. And they're checking in with each other That's to incredible. like on how to tackle these subjects. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> you're, trigger, you're triggering like, my abandonment. Hold on a minute, you've taken my job away yeah, from literally, me. Yeah, literally. But can like, you just be a bit isn't less that good, the yeah. Isn't that the point? Yeah, it exactly. Yeah. Like they've seen positive change, and then other schools have come forward and been like, "We've got this problem." How, they obviously trusted have you, you as well, this? right? Yeah, so yeah. I think well, I think I'm the only. You know, yeah. the, the the only gay one that probably stays in touch and like, yeah. is you know has done that kind of work before. You know, like in terms of facilitation and is confident enough to to talk and yeah. It's an important it role. It <laughs> it's a really important role. And yeah, like you're not afraid to say, you know, the things that are, that are absolutely out of order as well. Mm -hmm. Same goes from like both sides. And mm -hmm. I think like, obviously me being like queer at school, it was very much the same thing of like, not necessarily like seeking out the lesbians there, mm. but just so happened to fall into friendships right. with, with them. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, I do. I do feel safe. You know, they'd always be like, as a lesbian I'll be like no I'm not yeah. and it was that wow. whole like so defensive so isn't it like, defensive <laughs> honestly felt like someone stabbed me in the back like yeah. I was like no absolutely I'm just not just thinking I still am the only lesbian in my year really oh. the only out lesbian yeah probably yeah. but like a lot of them to stayed this there day, right yeah also, like the only one stayed. that moved yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think they just there are lesbians below me I don't think there's any above either. Yeah, there's definitely a couple in my year. Who like, not out now. ones anyway. Yeah. Which is why I was surprised when you were saying that, you know, there was like, there was the odd kid who was out when you were at school. Yeah, I think it was, um, it was, it was, uh, there was a couple of boys. Yes. Who were out, but they were very, um, like, camp. Camp, yeah. You know? It's hard, so it's hard, hard to hide. Yeah. They, could, they couldn't hide it and yeah. they were really bullied for it. Like, really bullied for yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and it's horrible, isn't it? I think that even though, you know, I'm not a gay man, um, as much as it's a character I love to play, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, it. I think that there was a, a, a definite, like, subconscious being like, we're going to protect you, like, don't yeah, do yeah, that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. also the whole, you know, you can't be what you can't see, you know, down in Devon, mm -hmm. the lesbians are very stereotypical. Oh, yeah, they still you are. Know, and they still are. And I just thought, well, I'm not like, yeah. I'm not, not like, like that, that. Yeah. you know, yeah. even though, like, literally now, I do. And, it's, <laughs> so it's and like, I love it. And I love it. So now it. I've got my cap and I ride my bike. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. So, I love that. Um, but yeah, you know, like, 
everything happens for a reason for sure and i'm a very i'm a highly sensitive person that's mm-hmm. probably how i should tell people i identify <laughs> just highly I, sensitive yeah so you know i think i was re- i really had to wait until i felt like i was in a yeah in a in a safe place but it wasn't conscious it mm-hmm. really yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. conscious yeah really and it wasn't until i met my first girlfriend where it was reciprocated where it was like oh you're gay and yeah. i'm gay yeah. and you want same. to continue this like <laughs> let's go you know and then it was like you know crash course that becomes your normal then Mm -hmm. you're like oh this is my normal and actually that feels then more normal (laughs) than what anyone else is doing it's really weird that happened to me like as soon as i met my first girlfriend and she was already out and comfortable with who she was that then just became my way of living Mm. do you know what i mean when Mm. people say like oh it's a choice and it's a it's a lifestyle it's not a yes, choice, but I would agree it is a fucking lifestyle. <laughs> but if it's it was a lifestyle, a I love <laughs> still it. Choose it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm living my best, fuck, best fucking lifestyle, surrounded by a bunch nice. of lesbians nice. getting thrown, like getting know, thrown around. Getting what were thrown you going to say? I was getting thrown around a football pitch. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like really. That's when I was like, oh, I'm just, oh, I am gay. Like yeah. I already had, I already always had those subliminal kind of thoughts you know you're different but you don't know why yeah I think it's not always and it was there as... but i wasn't listening to it i like and i wasn't avoiding it it wasn't like i was like i can't be this mm. it i just didn't mm. know mm. until i just knew one day it yeah. was really bizarre so now like going off of what you're doing with the school as well mm. because it sounds like you're kind of having a very like similar cap on but obviously entirely different for the retreat that you're doing as well <laughs> oh, babe. I've just fully pissed myself. It's <laughs> uh, just dropped a whole <laughs> glass of water on herself. It's all good. <gasps> oh, God, Freya. So sorry. Please don't be For sorry. people who are listening. Accidents happen. I just. Oh, you've gone for a, a skater jean, Freya. I have, yeah, because I'm in my skater era. <laughs> With a pair of heel boots. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion icon <laughs> like that. <laughs> I look like a twat, but it's all good. But they actually, it actually kind of works. I, I don't know what I look like. I'd say it works. It's Thank you so much. You're just doing all right. Thank you. Yeah, so with the uh, with the retreat, tell me a little bit more about that as well. So you seem like you're a very mindful person, which is And that great. fashion week is not mindful <laughs> yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So no, how do you deal opposite. with it? Yeah, I think... Um, so, yeah, I guess the story starts with... I've done a few fashion weeks, um, and um, I'm not... I'm not the most booked and busy because mm-hmm. of what I allow myself to do or mm-hmm. what I allow myself to wear and, and the, the brands that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a really exhausting mm-hmm. four weeks, even though sometimes I've only done two or three weeks of, of it, yeah. you know, because you go from New York to London to Milan to Paris and they're all a w- like roughly a week. So... Every time I've finished, I've pretty much been ill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been exhausted. I've needed to stay in bed. Yeah. Um, like complete burnout. Yeah, burnout. You know, because you're, you're running around to castings. You're running around to fittings. You're running around to parties. You're doing the shows. You're, you yeah, know, yeah. and there's a lot of sitting around. Don't get me wrong. But that's actually that's also actually really draining. Yeah. So draining. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you can't just relax either, right? You know, you can't you're relax. You got to be. You, you got to be on. Yeah, you're being. Standby. You're being pinched and prodded yeah, and all and of this. You know, and, and you're also, and go that, yeah. you're also having a lot of fun. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's like this crazy like buzz. buzz of energy. So you're really running off adrenaline mm-hmm. as well. So it's just that kind of polarities that you have. You have the yeah. extreme, you know, kind of fun and excitement, but then you have mm-hmm. the other extreme, and that does often hit you afterwards. So you know, over the past few years. I've returned to Ibiza. Yeah. And I've set myself up a nice little routine when I go back to Ibiza. Okay, I'm going to, I know what healer I want to go and see. Mm -hmm. I know what masseuse I want to go and see. I know what sunset I want to go and watch. Mm -hmm. I know what hike. I know what I need to eat. You know, I know I don't actually want to see that many people for a minute, you know? So essentially, also with some other work that I've been doing over the past few years with a friend out in Ibiza, which is kind of very introspective like questioning like intellectually stimulating work where we kind of like really dig beneath the surface Mm -hmm. i've understood you know a a different like way to interact with people and brands which is like you can remove a product or you can remove like a a to-do list you know and it's really about let's let's 
let's get inside yeah. of you, you know, in that way. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to put something on which I could share with other people from the industry as a way that I've rebalanced mm-hmm. after, you know, such an intense time. And I feel like I've got the perfect backdrop and mm-hmm. I've got all the great connections. Yeah. And um, It's come about in like a very authentic way because you've done it for yourself. I've done so it for myself. lived it, yeah, so which is like, really okay, nice. Let's, let's share it and it's let's see where that. it goes. So, yeah. you know, the, the entity of what I'm building is going to be called Off Season and mm-hmm. with the premise of like I live in Ibiza on the off season, you know, I, cool. uh, you know, when the downtime, the quiet time. And, you know, people look at it as an island where it's just parties and drugs mm. and yeah. you know mm-hmm. and there's just such a different side yeah. to it and and i and i'd like to share that you know with people where there's an intention of healing rebalancing giving back to the island mm-hmm. giving back to the local pra- practitioners or you know whatever it is that we can get involved in and yeah. this is my starting point but it's gonna it can evolve into yeah. anything if we could rec- evolve into a podcast series it could Look, evolve oh, into we'll be a record yeah, label it could if, evolve if into a magazine invite, like, well, of course i'm gone, I'm gone. It's, it's, we can I, do a lesbian supper club in a beach absolutely. how about that? Do you know what <laughs> we've actually always said on this podcast freya swimming mean? in a pool of models <laughs> 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 goggles on <laughs> she just wants 100% protection first yeah, but also we always say that the lesbians need to be sent to a retreat because they're all fucking scarred. Oh the yeah, mo- can you do an off-season of breakup <laughs> retreat. But I'm not kidding. Women. Like I know you kind of say that no, with a joke, but like it's an actual thing. This it's is sad. How many people? Yeah, it's and I'm suffering. saying genuinely, like sad. How many people reached out to us after our heartbreak episode? Mm. And the episode we done toxic two months ago, well, yeah, was like toxic narcissist. Mm. The amount of people who reached out and was like, "I'm scarred seven years later," mm. or you speaking about it has brought to light how bad it was for me mm. because I thought I was alone. Mm. And it's such a sad mm. thing. And I think like we talk about this all the time: is like heterosexual and heteronormative people have life books from (laughs) their friends and their family and their peers Mm. and tv and just books generally and everything Mm. they have a quite a clear path they don't get it right but Mm. they've got a queer path clear clear (laughs) this is a good ish thing and this is a bad ish thing right we've never really been given that which is why i think we as a community and i'm speaking predominantly for myself and the people who have reached out Mm. do struggle Mm. so much with quite it's like the navigation Basic. of that heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the navigation topics. of the, the relationships, mm-hmm. the friendships that become mm-hmm. a part of that, maybe getting yourself into mm-hmm. friendship groups that maybe don't suit you, but mm-hmm. just because they're queer, you feel like yeah. you feel yeah. a need to find You know a what person. I mean? And I yeah. feel like that happens a lot. And uh, people put themselves into so many boxes. And I think if you can take yourself away for a bit and actually regroup and figure out who you are as a yeah. person, that makes a lot more sense going forward. Off-season like lesbian retreat. I'm sold. So like I sold. might just break up with you so I can go. No, we don't have to be based Thank around a so breakup, but we can have an, we get, but you know, we can, de- I think it doesn't oh, matter whether you're in a relationship or whether you're in a yeah. breakup. Traumas and scars are, mm-hmm. are there forever. And mm-hmm. uh, well, not for, well, yeah, whatever. They um, live with you, right? They, they live, live with you, you and you live yeah. with them and it's yeah. about how you want to. Yeah. And it goes back to, you know, choosing how to respond and react. Um, but yeah, you, that was also another part of what's been going on for me over the mm-hmm. past few years. Like I, I left my, my job in the city and I mm-hmm. set up a business and I moved to Ibiza with my partner and I lived in this amazing house and I was like, I'm smashing it. Yay. <laughs> like leaving the matrix is great. Book. And like yeah. within a year, all those things had collapsed. Wow, I, really? um, shut down my business. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of my house in Ibiza and wow. I broke up with my partner. Wow. And um, it was just like a really intense period, but it was like what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And some of the things I, I could have dealt with a lot more gracefully, but the the breakup was one of the most beautiful and hard, yeah. but like mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful experiences mm-hmm. I've ever had with, a, with an ex really? in terms of how we dealt with it how much love there was throughout Mm. the whole process um and just like how much growth and opportunity Mm. it gave me you know Mm -hmm. out of that so i would love to you know be able to share some of that wisdom wisdom. uh, because yeah we need to move away from that and there is obviously there's such a 
different kind of network that's created and left behind after a, 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 a relationship where there's two w- women or a queer mm, relationship, sure, you know, definitely. like, and yeah, navigating that is, is difficult, but it's so possible. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so possible, it's you know? Just, and I think what you were saying there as well, like we speak about this is the nicest, but the hardest is when there is so much love. Mm-hmm. It, it does make, cause it was, sometimes it was, hate, <laughs> hate helps you move on from mm-hmm. things. It's yeah, not a nice sure. thing to no feel, hate. you know, hate yeah. is a horrible emotion to have sat within you. Mm. Mm. And it's a really uncomfortable emotion. Mm. But I think you also but know that you're doing it, it for the right reason as well, though, mm-hmm. when there is still that love there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that it's just like not aligned to what you need for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean that like you don't value all of that time that you had. No. If you could like share your wisdom for the lesbians that are actually yeah. heartbroken, yeah. like what would be your like key piece of information where you think this is what helps? Um, or this is what works? T- taking time mm. and not labeling it. Mm. The breakup that I had took about eight months until it was clear what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that was because it was like, we clearly know that we're not meant, that this isn't like working right now and we need to take time. But it was really obvious that the time we needed to take was to work on ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't create rules. You can get with people. It's like, you do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you know? that is. Whatever that is. It. If you want to go sleep with people, yeah. cool, go sleep with people. Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. but what do you want? Yes. Like, yeah. Because do you want this relationship? Do you want to just be a better as a human? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to still live together? Like mm-hmm. have those like be working from that perspective, not the the perspective of where your scars are mm-hmm. and your pain is. Mm-hmm. Very true. In terms of you should go to where the pain and the trauma is, but don't react out of them, you know? Yeah. So for me, it was like taking a lot of time. It was like um, not labeling it in terms of like, we're together, we're not together. Like I need this rule. I need that rule. It was staying in communication, but just like allowing the communication Mm -hmm. to come up when it needed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like being like, I need answers. Yeah. Or, Or like, hey how are you like yeah. no yeah. no yeah, it yeah. was like it was like if I'd been working on myself or I'd been reflecting and I'd be like do you know what you there was something about this that really hurt me yes. do you have the space and time to discuss this now yeah mm. check yeah. in if yeah. the person has the space and time to go so into what that what you're saying is actually is you yeah. you took out your ego which is very hard yes yeah which a lot of people find. and it's and you slip back into yeah. it like yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you know so you removed an ego mm. and we speak about this a lot mm. you loved that person unconditionally mm-hmm. and you loved them without boundaries mm-hmm. and actually that is i think sometimes the hardest thing to do mm. is to love someone unconditionally because that means letting them go mm-hmm. actually and that's that's yeah. then you know my last point and is yeah. Yeah. Let, let go, go. Yeah. you yeah. have to let go yeah and letting go is like forgiveness. Like you don't just do it once mm-hmm. and it goes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, great. Like you it will come back yourself, up yeah. and it will come back up. Yeah. And you have to go back through the process of like, okay, this is bringing up this. Like I'm not going to, I'm going to choose not to identify with this emotion. Yes. Yes. I'm going to choose or I'm going to just let it be there and be like, okay, hi. Hi, mm-hmm. anger. Hi, bitterness. Mm-hmm. What's up? You know, yeah. like, let's work this out. Let's journal. Let's go to the gym. Let's do, like scream. Let's do whatever. And then you come back and you, for me anyway, I came back and I'd be like, okay, I don't mean all that stuff that yeah. was going on in my head. Yeah. I would hate to have said all of that to mm-hmm. them. You know, like what you really mean is like, these are your boundaries now. Yeah. And I won't ever behave in that way again. You know, yeah. M- my trait was to get like give way too much and then be okay. like resentful. You know, right? Okay. You know, yeah. Which so, so you give not really because you wanted anything in return. However, I would never give in f- to, to. It would never be consciously like oh, I'm going to give and then I'm. But you, you know, I'm here. I'm here waiting. But you did resent the amount that you gave if, if you, you felt like there was any reciprocation. Yeah, it yeah. W- you know, that's, that's my thing. So as well. it was like, yeah. but so I, but I'm not going to blame that on no, no. on the person. It, I, it that's me for yes. having bad boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly so I'm like okay, well. h- like how do I now? learn what my boundaries are like mm-hmm. uh, what can i give to myself what what means balance like mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and like 
balance is probably like the key theme in my life yeah. right now and kind of the universe, you know, yeah. in that sense of like, yeah, how can I find that balance in everything I I've do? How can I do fashion yeah. week and then go and do a retreat to yeah. rebalance? But I don't want to be constantly going from one extreme to the other, but mm. you know. Sometimes you have to. You, we, we live in the, in a, yeah. for me, the law, law of polarity is a thing, you know? Mm. So like we will be forever on that scale and that's fine, but I don't want to be constantly, continuously living at the extremes you know yes. but w i can go there every now and then mm -hmm. yeah but i need to learn how many times can i go there so if that's twice a yeah. year for fashion week that's enough you yeah, know yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly which is fine it's like i'm exactly the same with the whole boundary thing and i i accept that it is my thing because you can't always expect other people to operate with the same levels of loyalty is you it doesn't mean that their level if it's less is worse or bad it just means it's not the same and that's fine and mm -hmm. they're on their journey and i took yeah, such like a long time loyalty, right? yeah and, and I, it, I took such <laughs> a long time to like not feel pain that other people couldn't do that for me mm -hmm. and now and it's your choice who you choose to be with you exactly. know so if somebody is not giving you something that you've identified yeah. that you need and you're choosing to stay in it you're choosing yes. to be a victim yes. you know exactly it is your choice mm -hmm. yeah. either go find it elsewhere mm -hmm. give it to yourself or do not be with mm -hmm. that person yeah. you know and it's like it's that simple but what we do is we project and we yeah. say it's yeah. you're you're not you're, giving me enough yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're you're tiring me out like you you know mm -hmm. and i you know i say this from a place of like okay I can, it's very much more easily said than done. I'm not mm. perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a practice. Yeah. yeah. Every so day I've you have to practice oh, over the last yeah. two months to just say no to things. Yeah. Because my knee jerk is Because you go, got a lot yeah, of offers. I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, no, for, for other people, for friends, family. Yeah. My, my knee jerk is to go, yes, I want to help you. Absolutely. But then I help you at the detriment to me, mm -hmm. which then pisses me off mm -hmm. because then if you do something in a few weeks that I don't feel is like reciprocal and I don't, as you said, I don't do it for that hand back at all. You find yourself getting extra annoyed. It's like though, a respect you? thing for me, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I'd then be pissed. Whereas now I just go, that's probably going to end up stressing me out over time. So actually I'm just going to say no. Yeah. Because just then like, I don't have to feel that way. Or just like, for me... Or if I do it, I do it for the right, all the right reasons. Yeah, right? Mm. it's like, it's like, what's your intention behind yeah. it? I think that's the first, like, first of all, it's like, do I have to answer this right now? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. beyond surprising mm. what waiting a day oh, to yeah. respond to a message yeah. can yes. do for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then second of all, it's like, what is the intention behind this? Like me doing this? Is this does this come from a place of guilt? Mm -hmm. don't do it mm. yeah yeah <laughs> does this i've, I've, I've I, like, I have had to learn to not jump out of guilt very recently oh and okay. it is harder when it's family mm -hmm. and i think that family equals guilt uh, the majority <laughs> of the time um but it's more of a situation of being like okay well would i say sorry because i'm genuinely sorry or think that i've done something wrong would i say sorry to keep the peace and because i feel guilty for something that i haven't even done wrong but now i'm made to feel bad mm. And I've had to take a massive turn in the way that I would normally behave. Mm -hmm. um, because usually my knee jerk is to like cry and say sorry. Mm. And um, because when you're raised that way as well, mm -hmm. that does become your knee jerk. And I've put, and I, and I put that into my relationships as well, um, which didn't do me any favors because they would take advantage of that. You know, and you are always seen as the victim because you allow yourself to be the victim because you fucking said sorry, <laughs> but something that you didn't do. Right? Totally. Mm -hmm. So, um, or there's just a part of you. There's a, there's an element that's sorry. I'm sorry that I raised my voice, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or I'm sorry that yeah I came across as aggressive, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but the core the, thing. But the core yeah. thing, you can be like, you have to hold on. This to is how yeah. I operate. Yeah. Or this sure. is who I am, and yeah. like I, I I can't apologize. Yes. Well, we kind of need to like scrape clean as well, like the ways that we were brought up. You've got to kind of start fresh. I definitely have had to in terms of like maintaining my mental health and mm. the way that I actually communicate with people who are close to me. Mm. I've had to relearn how to do all of that. Mm. And I'm still relearning how to do that because my knee jerk sometimes is to, mm. you know, it is to instantly say sorry or mm. it is to, you know, like fly off the handle because I feel like you're leaving me if you've gotten in mm -hmm. the car. All those kind of things. I'm like, no, that's fucking mental. Like I've gotten a lot better. Mm. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. And I, I was always aware, but I think the main step is, right, being aware. And I think if you're not aware, 
how on earth are you ever going to even change that? Mm-hmm. If you are blind or you don't yeah. want to hear what somebody has yeah. to say in that way, it's like, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's game yeah. over. But going back to like fashion week as well, mm. do you particularly do, because I've seen, I mean, your modeling photos are in, insane. Yeah, if everyone checks out Florence's, I'm just going to plug your Instagram because oh, yeah. it's so good. I'm sorry, it is. <laughs> Flo is stunning. Um, <laughs> but you tend to wear, you, you, you model for like men's wear. Do you model for women's wear as well or is it mm-hmm. purely men's? Yeah, so... <laughs> I always said I never wanted to be a model. I had modeling's in the family. Both my brother and my sister are models. And my mum wanted to be a model when she was younger and she wasn't allowed. And so I've been around like the industry Mm. or knowing about the industry. I worked in fashion, you know, for a long time. And I was very much so like, never going to be a model. Like, nah, nah, nah. Whoops. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> you must have got scouted yeah. all the time, though. No, I not, s- not all the time, but like I definitely got scouted a, a little bit, and I was always like, no, no, no. And then, and then um, I started getting more comfortable in myself, in mm-hmm. my style, and understanding what my own boundaries were in that sense. Mm. And then I got scouted like four years ago, and I was like, Do you know what? Cool. Let's give it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, but I and then like I don't, it was something like two days later, I bumped into the agent that scouted me on the tube, and I was like, okay, this is a sign, you know, like yeah. And but I said to her, I said, look, you're not going to want to work with me because like I don't feel comfortable wearing certain clothes, mm-hmm. and I don't. My boundaries are X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I work a full time job, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to quit. Yeah. And I'm not going to have you demanding and getting shitty when I say no. Yeah. And like there's certain brands and things that I'm not going to be working for and certain people throughout Mm -hmm. the industry who I know don't have a good reputation that I do not want to be anywhere near. Mm -hmm. So if you can work with that, cool, we're on. And she went, yeah, cool, we'll make it work. So I started modeling at a very great agency called Tess, who I love dearly. And they're a very small family run agency. And they really took care of me into the world and they respected my boundaries now for the sake of the buckets and the labels you know like and the how the industry works I had to be quite blanket and quite boxed in what I do Mm -hmm. and what my boundaries were so it was like no dresses no heels Mm -hmm. no skirts no overly femme makeup you know like yeah it's actually not that these are my my complete boundaries, you know? But, but you had to, because otherwise people would take the piss. People would take the like piss. And as a model, you don't yeah. get to control what no, you wear. No. You know? Give an inch, take you a are, kind of you, thing, like The right? whole thing of model is mannequin. You're, you're a clothes horse, don't you have, know? Yeah, yeah. So um, that, those were the boxes that I had to put out. And it was like, we'll just, we'll just like go see what happens, isn't it, really? So... And the first job they, that my agency got me was walking for McQueen. Wow. You know? Whoa. And McQueen are renowned for having models who are personalities, who are characters mm-hmm. rather yeah. than models. And they saw that, you know, Jess Hallett, the casting agent, saw that in me, mm-hmm. Sarah Burton, mm-hmm. Camilla Nicholson. And, you know, they, they allowed me to be me. And that was just a great first entrance into the industry. Mm-hmm. And I was modeling women's wear, but okay. my requirements were still met. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, I did men's wear for... Um, what did you wear to that McQueen show? I'm just really interested. Mm, it was a it was a really beautiful, like, tailored suit. Nice. Kind of came in at the waist and then, and then slightly out across the hip. Suit trousers, some boots, uh, like a, a shirt, and it had like some kind of like long. Um, you can tell that lapels. I, really, I don't know. Like it had some. Look, it was long and it was down by the side. Yeah, like it had, it, a tail. had it had some tassels, but it's not tassels. I mean, they kill me if I heard me describing <laughs> I've it. I've got a real. This is this is this is also my never fucking casting you. No, but this is also the thing about fashion is it's not fashion that I like; it's style that I like. Yes. You know? Yeah, and there's a big difference. Yeah, so yeah, it's not yeah. fashion houses that I like or I have ever aspired to work with. It's style, you know. Yeah. So. But they respected it and they get it and they want to be collaborative mm-hmm. on my journey with it. So that was great. And then other things came, men's wear, women's wear. But, you know, the industry is is run by casting agents, you know. And when it comes to um, 
making the decisions, that's really with them. It's not mm -hmm. it's not with your agents. Mm -hmm. It's not really with you. All I can do is put my boundaries yeah. out there and yeah. see if people want to work within them. You know, there are times where people are looking for androgynous models. There are times where people are looking for heroin chic models. Yeah. There are times, you know, yeah. and you don't control the trends. Yes, yeah. That's kind of how I operate at the moment. Yeah. But I am more open than ever, you know? But yeah. it's just really hard to have that control. So I did an amazing editorial with a friend who's a photographer and she pulled in the stylist and I was wearing like Rick Owens heels and like, wow. you know, com skirts and kilts and this like tiny leather skirt because it was like, it was collaborative and I didn't yeah. feel uncomfortable. You felt free. Yeah. But yeah. if I go to a casting or a camp, you know, I'm on, like going on to do a shoot for a campaign, like they have clothes they want to sell mm -hmm. from that collection. Yeah. And they've got key products that they need to hit. And I totally respect yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm just like, if it's not, if I don't work for you, like mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I'm not going to take it's offense. Mutual thing, it's it? a mutual thing, but they don't like it because no. it's a shifting of the power. Yes. And, and the fashion industry is very much so a hierarchical power yeah. industry. Yeah. And it's, no, it's not particularly pretty for a lot of, mm. a lot of people in mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, people think it's glamorous. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, well, you know, I was on a shoot today where I was getting changed in a car park lift yeah. and I had hot water bottles strapped to my mm. back. <laughs> and I don't say this with like, a, oh, I've got it hard because I don't. It's like, but yeah, it's just but, like but the idea of I glamorous. <laughs> it's just, it, it just ain't it's not. It, yeah. is it? It's no, not. No. I've done it for a few, few years yeah. of my life. And yeah, like beach shoots in the middle of fucking winter. Why do they always have to do it in winter? <laughs> because because you've got a... Do you know what, guys? You've got the campaign comes out in yeah, summer. Yeah, in summer. Yeah, and they have those gold reflectors yeah. and it, you, the, the photo comes out and it's like it's 30 degrees. Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. I'm like, my whole labia has like frozen and fallen off. off. It is off. But oh, it's, is that where you're it right. It's like, yeah, that's where it went. It's oh, in the sand in the um, <laughs> West Wittering. <laughs> if you want to go and look for it. Well, it's fossiled now. The Tumblr anorexia mm. era, that fucked oh, me up terrible. big time like Lulu. that ruined it i went into it way too young mm. i was 14 mm. uh, scouted by select and it was too much yep. and i loved it at the time mm. but looking back now i'm like wow that ruined me because i yep. still carry those issues to this day and i fight back against them every day yeah you do um and i live my life very freely but it yeah it tarnished so much for me but definitely but what the one thing i will say about modeling against all of its bullshit no. there is something when you walk off of set or when you're in the moment that is so thrilling and it's incredible and you also do meet some of the most i met some of the worst people but you also <laughs> meet some of the most incredible people yep. mm. it, it is like another family within its own yep. right yeah and for me that's i mean there's a few things i wanted to say from what you said anyway like the the young thing is like a a, yeah. a very big issue you know there's a lot mm. of people going in with a very uh, little guidance i didn't start modeling till i was 27 so like yeah. i really knew who i was wow, you know, a lot more and, and pleased you, I took yeah, really time. i'm really pleased yes. i took time yeah because i think if i started modeling any younger i'd be a very different flow right now yeah. you know mm. so that's definitely something to like bear in mind and then i've managed to through modeling not only and and the fashion industry as a whole have met some of my best friends mm -hmm. you know had some of the most amazing experiences traveled to beautiful places i've also managed to unlock different kind of layers and versions of myself mm -hmm. i've really been able to use it to tackle areas where i held so much discomfort and a lot of pain and trauma you know and yeah. like the, the the boundaries I have are a clear indication of that. Yeah. You know, in terms of my struggle with femininity. Yeah. Mm. Or whatever we you know that we want to call it. And through modeling and becoming more confident and comfortable in front of a camera and in my own style, it's just it has unlocked a lot of different things for me because it's just kept peeling back my layers of like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. you think you're comfortable. Like, let's peel back another layer. Yeah, let's yeah. challenge you again. And even, you know, reflecting like, is this the place for you? you know, mm -hmm. Or is this the place for you in this kind of dynamic or relationship? Yeah. And I have to label how I want to appear 
in this like buckets of like menswear, womenswear, masculine, feminine, you know, yeah. like that is the only like, you know, trousers, skirts, heels. It's the only language that I can really use yeah. mm. for the industry. But that's not the language that I've used for myself or the the path that has the things that have been unlocked for me mm. to then be comfortable in mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. That came from a much more of a like an energetic and a spiritual point of view, which was like under taking away gender, taking away the human definition of what masculinity and femininity is and yeah. how it's associated with only one gender mm -hmm. and understanding yeah. it from an energetic point of view, which is that we all hold masculine and feminine energy within mm. us. Every living yes. thing does. Yeah. yeah. And rebalancing myself and becoming comfortable in the discomfort that yeah. I found within either of those mm -hmm. for myself. I think that's amazing because we, you know, we asked you earlier about your pronouns as well because mm. you know we we love to be as respective of that mm, as, as of possible course. and and definitely have you know non-binary friends trans friends and we're really supportive of that but you know you identify as she her mm -hmm. still being androgynous yep. and i wanted to say that it's really nice to see in the moment where we are right now and, and like you said not having those boxes I, I i almost feel like taking away the gender completely is almost another kind of box and and having you know a female attached to a woman and she and her but still wearing masculine clothes because that those masculine clothes quote unquote what masculine that? clothes yeah. what really is that and it's poignant I mean, when it, you say it, we you all carry that be. within us and actually yeah. that is so true like and yeah owning being yeah. a woman whilst doing that i think is really important as well did you go through that like within you mm -hmm. that yeah. journey i i have questioned my gender mm -hmm. i've questioned my sexuality I've questioned my body mm -hmm. and surgery. Mm -hmm. I questioned it all. Mm. And um, I guess I, when I was questioning it, it probably, there wasn't like this big social media hype yeah. and there wasn't this narrative of you can be anything you want to be yeah. and just change. And like, you know, oh, you don't like that about yourself? Just go do Just it. change it, yes. you know? Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that that is the route that many people, that everybody takes. Um, but it strips the journey in the head. But right? it strips in the, the internal yeah. journey. And yeah. I think you are never going to be truly happy if you don't do the inner work. Yes. And I have spent a lot of time and will forever now, because once you start, you don't stop. Mm -hmm. Like, continue on this journey of inner work. And the thing that worked for me, and I can only speak from an I here, mm -hmm. is that the thing that helped me become comfortable in my body in my gender, in my sexuality, was understanding the balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. Mm -hmm, and yeah. was understanding that the unbalanced energy of the masculine or the feminine are like the stereotypes that bleed into what gender is, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's got nothing to do with gender. Mm. Like no. we can, you know, a, a balanced masculine energy is someone who's, a, is, is, is an energy that's adventurous. It's yeah. it's a leader. It's mm -hmm. creative. Uh, a balanced feminine energy is one that's caring. It's intuitive. It's mm. nurturing. An unbalanced masculine energy is one that's overridden with power, mm -hmm. anger, greed. And an unbalanced feminine energy is one where there is spitefulness, victim, yeah. um, uh, comparison. Mm. We all, no matter how we identify in gender, we have that in us. Yes. And it plays out on in the human realm. Yeah. But, you know, this is an energetic, this is a spiritual kind of practice and a spiritual kind of feeling. And how it how it then plays out in a, in a human world is so limiting. Our mm. language is so limited. It is. Mm. You know? Yeah. But this is the <laughs> thing, like, these things that we walk around in every day, they're just vessels, right? They're, they're not who we are. Yeah. So what mm -hmm. you're saying there about the inner is is absolutely right it is like you because you can and i i'm fully support some you change things about yourself sometimes and it makes you a whole load better right like i hated the fucking bump in my nose <laughs> so i went and got a bit of filler now okay maybe a big journey as to why i done that mm -hmm. would have helped me as well but that did actually help me and i feel more confident mm -hmm. i still have days now i'm like i'm fucking getting a nose job and then i do do that inner work and i'm like 
that's stupid because if I look at other people with a nose like mine, I love it. So actually I'm just hating myself. I'm not hating mm -hmm. the thing itself. Yes, I'm yeah, hating yeah. on myself. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing that? And it's w exactly what you say about when it's really interested there, what you were saying about the kind of tipping and the negative of the feminine, the negative of the masculine and how you balance those out. Because I would class myself or society actually would class me as a more feminine type appearing person. And this is it. It's got nothing hair. to do with appearance. Exactly. Yeah. But one thing you said then made me think about, is it because it's a dress or is it because it makes me feel a certain way about myself? And, and actually, yeah. when you said then about comparison, that's probably where it mainly and lies. And do I not like I'm how somebody perceives me in it as well? Yes. Like I'm I thinking about the lineup of girls. Mm. And I don't necessarily have a massive, I, I wouldn't argue, body image problem because I've had to work really hard. I definitely have those days. But I know overall those thoughts that I have about myself aren't real. Mm. But I I'm think I'm thinking already about how I actually look in it is then going to make me feel a certain way. So mm. then I'm already going to look bad because I know that I'm not going to like it. I think when you're not it's comfortable. Not, it, it's not the physical thing, thing right? Mm. It's what it triggers within me. Right. And this is this is another thing. And I think about that all the time with modeling. I'm like, is it? do I not want to wear dresses and heels? Yeah. Because it takes me back to a time when I was 11 to to 23, 24, yeah. where I dressed in a way mm -hmm. because I thought that that's how a woman should dress, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, but then also, is it just because I don't fucking like dresses yeah, and heels yeah, and I find yeah, them yeah. incredibly uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Like, and because when I Comfort look back... Comfort's key. I like my pockets. Oh, where are the pockets? Do you know what I mean? What am I Where's supposed the to do? Pockets? I like, like my men's I jeans with the knee at any point. Right, now I actually have the workman's jeans on. Yeah, so like, I've, got, go. I've got, got about... Multiple pockets. So many pockets. Does anyone <laughs> need me to in there so easily. I love that's where your mind goes. A little cheeky bullet. How many? Six. But yeah, I think you have to learn to to figure out what it is. And it could be a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of both yeah. for me. But also like when I do find out that it's a mixture of both, I carve my own path yeah. in that. So I do feel comfortable wearing dresses and yeah, heels. Yeah, because this is the thing, it's weirdly. Like, it's got to be in my style. Yes, because if I, yeah. this is what I was saying to Freya, like I'd wear a tight bodycon dress if it had long sleeves and I could wear yeah. it with a pair of boots, right? Yeah. So it isn't the dress, you're absolutely right. It's like how I present myself in that mm. piece of clothing. Mm. I just like don't feel dainty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Some people mean just feel, feel dainty. <laughs> and I feel like you a dress like that is just a dainty thing. It's like anything I think we've kind of been covering in this conversation. It's just like there are alternative routes that do not need yeah. to be seen as opposing somebody else's idea of what exactly. they enjoy. Just yeah. because I identify as a woman does not yeah. mean that I do not respect or feel yeah. that there's space for other people to identify as they yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. just talking about my journey mm -hmm. of being comfortable in being a woman and how I identify yeah. in my body. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a Christian wedding. That doesn't mean that I am anti-religious or anti mm -hmm. no, the I ceremony yeah. or the tradition around yeah. it. Yeah. It just means I want a different version yes. over here. Yes. I, I do completely feel like people, agree. people always do love to put their opinions there. Whenever you have an opinion about something that is your opinion and mm -hmm. it's only the opinion that affects you, mm -hmm. right? They're offended by they it. They get offended and, and we find it a lot whenever we discuss our relationship as well because our relationship is, um, is not a traditional relationship. You know, we will be more fluid in like our sexuality within our relationship mm -hmm. and all these different things that we kind of like to explore as a couple because we are continuously growing. Mm. We got together really young. There's loads of different like mm. parts of our relationship that isn't quote unquote traditional. Mm. That is purely our relationship, our mm. decision. Other people, people are almost offended, offended but for us. Yes. And we're like, we're doing us. this thing. We're really happy about it. Mm. And they were like offended on our behalf. Yeah. It's like I'm not asking your permission and mm -hmm. you're absolutely right there i agree like i think the premise of religion and that some people in this world have such a close um affinity to something else out religion there is beautiful it's yeah. amazing well, uh, yeah, i think yeah. it's beautiful totally. it's just not for me yeah i just yeah. can't get my head around it and it just doesn't align with who i am yeah. and the same goes to weddings and the same goes yeah. to weddings i think they're stunning and i think the whole practice is is an amazing thing I just couldn't see myself doing it yeah, in that way. Me neither. But I love that other people do. Totally. totally and I love to be there. part of it. And, yeah. and that's happened to me a few times at weddings, you know, people have tried to be like, oh, are you going to do that? Are you going to get involved with that? Are you going to wear the penis straws? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like, of course I fucking will. Like, oh, chill they're out. trying to make like, up that you're going to be too PC because you know you're I mean? not the like classic. Like, and, but also, it's because I have been too PC. Okay. I have been okay, too... Okay, you went too the other way. I have been too like 
I'm high on my gay education. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm high on listening to like the loudest voices in the community. Yeah. I'm high on like you know the 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 narrative that is just the most accessible to me you know mm -hmm. like yeah. i've totally been through that and like just realized that i was adopting so many else other people's opinions yeah, yeah, and not yeah. giving myself the time to form my own and you know i think that that is kind of the narrative that's also happening in the community a little mm -hmm. bit at the moment i went through that, that as well there are there's just I'm going to put it out there. We got a lot of hurt, unhealed mm. people yeah. advising a lot of hurt, unhealed mm -hmm. people out there. Yeah. And yeah. it's really hard sometimes. to know mm. where people are at because it's so linked to capitalism yes. and it's so linked to social media. And yeah. people really don't know what life is outside of how that's portrayed to them and like mm -hmm. in their downtimes away from that how they should be yeah i agree understanding themselves and the situations that they're in because then when that feels confrontational to somebody not even confrontational, when that feels different to mm -hmm. somebody else it feels confrontational because mm -hmm. that's the also, narrative the power of right debate, now right i love it i love a debate let's so do i go let's i go. love it let's go motherfucker. and like have a pint and just argue like yeah. uh, there's nothing wrong with the and debate. also like arguing though it's it not isn't. arguing no but, but i mean it, a debate is so healthy and this is you it you need to do that but people yeah. are silenced they so get much. so offended and then cancel culture comes in and no one's able to actually say anything yeah we had a situation recently Recently, where everyone around us were like, you just need to speak to these people about this because there's a lot of animosity there. And I was like, look, if I thought for a single second I could sit down and have a mature conversation that wouldn't, I'm not saying it doesn't need to get emotional because it will. You know, <laughs> you're talking about emotional things. People are going <laughs> to get their emotions. I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm not going to put myself in that situation because I know for a fact nothing good is going to come of that. Mm -hmm. So if I thought I could sit down and have a difficult conversation, mm -hmm. but I would get somewhere, mm -hmm. believe me, I would do it. Mm -hmm. I am not against having open conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Ari Don't shy away from it. Yeah. But there are some people in this world, and I think this is what's happening in the community as well, Don't that just do it. not want to hear mm -hmm. it. And that turns into malice, turns into anger, mm -hmm. and it turns into a lot of finger pointing and then the whole council culture thing mm -hmm. which then goes into a full circle then people don't want to talk yeah, because and they it's just the persecuted become the persecutor yeah, and, and we just like we keep yeah. going yeah it's like yeah. you know we go from you know one extreme to the other and then actually they're just using exactly the same structures as the other ones they're mm -hmm. just pushing a different yeah. message yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and um it's it, and often you, you're you're trying to control people mm -hmm. to mm. think what you want them to. You, you're trying to get them to think what you think. Mm. Yeah, um, you can just sit down and and see it from their and perspective you could tell, yeah, and just take that spit all yeah. the facts or yeah. you know the knowledge that you have around that subject. But you know, this to is try what and I change say people to is, yeah. is, is it's it's not really going to work. And again, this I know this because I've been through this with my mm. family. Mm. Yeah, I've screamed at that. You're this. You're that. Survive. You yeah. need to do yeah. this. You need mm -hmm. to do that. And do you know what? It definitely did shift something. But I think that that's also because in between that pointing and shouting and telling people that they're wrong and they're right, there were moments you had of me conversations. Th yeah. There were moments where I could, yeah, tell people how yes. I feel and yeah. do this that, and the other. But I can tell you, hands down, like pointing at somebody and telling them that they're wrong. And trying to always win the argument yeah. or the discussion or the debate is never really going to get you no. anywhere. That's you not open discussion. It's not an open discussion. Mm -hmm. okay. I honestly could sit down with you. With you, I, I feel like we're going to have to do. We're going to have to two. do an episode. Yeah, because yeah. you are you are incredibly <laughs> uh, wisdomous, and I think that everything. I that don't you think we've got into the crux of anything. No, no, not to. at all. Because you oh are. No, what else did you want to talk about? That's so much. Is it? Yeah, but, oh but you're but you're very interesting. You've got so much to you. I think that you know the many layers that you carry is mm. really admirable, and the fact that you just carry them very proudly as well, and like are open enough to talk about it is. Yeah. Um, and it's really clear. That you have been on a journey because it takes a certain type of person in the best way to own all of their wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. And I like how you speak very, very openly about the things that you've done wrong, mm. yeah, and the mistakes you've made, and how and it's the things got that you've done right. And the things there's that you there's, <laughs> there's a the lot that have gone wrong. Yeah, the and, and the things <laughs> that it I, will and I think that's uh -huh. like we're not that there is never going to be an end goal to us being human, right? Like. No. 
well, I say this to myself every day. I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then I fucking do it. Mm-hmm. But what I hope is that over time I do it less. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's, I think it's that's a muscle. what it is. It's a that's practice, you know. Yeah, it's that's like a step forward. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Is there, no, I just want to say, is there anything else you want to say, like shout out to, because I think it would be really interesting. I'd love to get you back on post Retreat. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Because that would be, I think, that's a good really idea. Good. And maybe, then you can maybe come we'll back with a whole Ibiza, lesbian. I'm telling retreat. you, we're planning that as soon as we get off this podcast, we're planning <laughs> the lesbian it. retreat. It's game over for you, bitches. Um, no, it's game on. Game on. <laughs> yeah. So I read this quote. My friend told me this quote the other day, actually. And yeah, maybe I'm going to end with that. It goes: Discipline without freedom is tyranny. And freedom without discipline is chaos. And that was something that really stuck with me recently Mm. because we're all seeking freedom Mm -hmm. and we're all seeking to get away from tyranny and like, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to be disciplined. But that last bit, like freedom without discipline is chaos. Chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just something in searching for discipline uh, sorry, in searching for freedom, I think we we're all getting a bit chaotic. Yeah, yeah. I would 100% because there's no there's no discipline that. and it's mm-hmm. just like there's no boundaries and there's we're no free structure. For all. Well, we are freedom. all emerging now in society in a way that we never have before. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, like and the access to information as well. Right? Yeah, so it's not yeah. normal no. that no. you can just message someone halfway around the world that your exes can stay in touch with you the whole time uh-huh. that you're yeah. you're yeah. like. I don't know. It's like very what dystopian. It is. Like it, you're just like it's an overload. Yeah, it's it is. Overload. It is. It really is. Come move to Ibiza and live on top of a mountain. Do you know oh, what? <laughs> Freya's gonna get herself a moped and fuck off to Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, they're both coming. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming as well. But I'm coming on a 250cc. Movement. There we go. Oh, then on my learner plate. She's coming over on a line bike on the ferry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want the fine? Will be fucking monstrous. Yeah, but thank you so it was much. Thank you for having me. Today. So thank you so much. I love what you guys are doing. And I can't wait for you to come back. Now I'm buzzing. Buzzing to get planning. Absolutely. With another strand. The lesbian supper yeah, club. And you guys collab. need to check out Flo's stuff as well. I'm going to pop it all in the links. Thank you so much. Else. But yeah, thank you. And we'll speak to you next time, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.